Hello, and welcome to Two Sides to Every Story. I'm Lauren, and I'm Neurotypical. And I'm Austin, and I'm not Neurotypical. We're here this week to talk to each other about quirks or habits that need some further explanation. Everyone has oddities about them, some a little more odd than others. Hopefully, as you listen, you'll find one of our views relatable, and it'll help you feel a little less alone in the world. As always, we are not professionals, nor are we seeking to give advice. This is just our lived experience as we see it. So with that, let's get into it. Quick heads up for this podcast. Uh, Lauren and I live in the city, so there will be some city noise in the background, possibly. And we also have two dogs, one which you might hear right now, slightly growling at another dog just walking past our apartment. Uh, Other than that, hope you enjoy this podcast. Okay, Austin, so this is our... This is going to be like our second episode. So I guess let's, to start, I just want to ask you how your week has been. It's been a week since we filmed our last little bit. And in that week, you started back at work after the winter holidays. So I just want to know how your week has been. Uh, my week was good. I started work and I, I mean, I'm busier now, but I'm excited to be doing something. I would say out of the house, but currently have to work virtually due to the Omicron variant. So that was a little disappointing, but I am glad to have something to do with my time now. Yeah, I just want to know how your week was. Um, Because you were were excited to go back to work, I thought. The night before your first day back, you said you were excited. And I thought it was kind of funny because in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, it'll be so nice to like see all your friends. How wonderful, because when I think about going back to work, that's what I think I think about hanging out with my coworkers. I think about seeing everybody. I think about the social part of it. And you were like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm more excited to do the work. <laughs> and so I just thought that was funny. Like when you said you were excited to go back to work, you literally meant you were excited to go back and do work. Whereas I meant like, oh, how exciting it is to like go back and hang out with your friends all day. Yeah. So the social aspect is is exciting, too. But it's also another, it's just something that also is tiring and, I don't know, it it adds on to the work itself. <laughs> so it's just like another thing to keep track of. And I feel like it's a lot easier for me to organize my work, stick to my work, spend time doing my work, than it is to organize my social relationships there and work in developing those. How was your week? My week was also pretty good. Mine was like pretty mediocre, I would say. I didn't really do anything different. So it's just like an average week. But that's okay because that means on the weeks when I have something more exciting, it makes it like that much more exciting, you know? So maybe next week will be like a superior, more than average week. When you say you're doing something exciting now, watching your your parents' dog, I mean, Burbs is exciting. Yeah, that's going to be like my upcoming week is I'm because we record on Fridays. And so I'm, I'm watching my parents dog this weekend. So like, do you think, OK, well, this is the thing. So would you start your weeks? Like, when do you start your weeks? Because if you start it on, say, next Monday, then watching him is still a part of this week. I just haven't done it yet. But I would kind of say my week's over on a Friday. It's the weekend next week. So I'm going to be watching him. I guess, is how I would think about it. Well, you asked me how my week was. To me, that means how has my life been since last Friday? Yeah, so this would be like the end of the week. If you ask me tomorrow, 
I would say Saturday. So yeah, I guess that wasn't a part of your week. You haven't done that yet, but you did today. Yeah, I have that to look forward to next week. So this being an average week makes watching my parents' dog more exciting. This is out of the norm. So it'll be like a little bit above average next week because I got to spend time with him. And I get to, I have to stay at my parents' house and my parents have things that we don't have, like a TV. That's about it. <laughs> but I get to watch TV at their house, um, which is a luxury because we don't have a TV. By choice. I mean, I guess we could have a TV, but we choose not to. Oh, I will add this week, something new has happened, and that was I edited our first podcast, which was I've never done that before. And it was, it took a lot longer than I thought. And the natural cadence of people speaking is when you listen back to it, it's so crazy. Like, there's so much more editing than you would think has to go into, like, like just like that i kind of paused there before i said my next word and i'm gonna have to edit that out because it's gonna sound really weird it's gonna sound extra long whereas us just talking it doesn't sound weird but when you're listening back to it to record a podcast it's like why did i stop talking for so long right there um and you really have to edit it out and so that was very interesting and i didn't really think about that like obviously when you have a real life in-person conversation it just sounds much different on the computer um so that was pretty interesting anyway i have my first question or like thing that you do that needs further explanation austin just asked me to add a chime in front of our first segment and i think that's a little bold i'll see if i can do it i don't know my editing skills aren't that good but maybe i can make it happen So this one is going to go back a little bit. Like, this is a long-standing thing that I've noticed that you do. And I can't even tell if you know that you do this. But, I mean, it's like your use of pillows. I don't understand. Because I will come to bed and you will be sleeping. And the pillow will still be, like, up. And you will not be using it. Like, It's like when you make the bed and you stack the pillows up and then you crawl into bed and you use your arm as a pillow and the actual pillow is sitting like at the top of your head not being used. And I wake you up and I force you to use the pillow and you're like, and I'm like, why can't you use the pillow? What is wrong with you? You did this all the time and that is like using pillows in a way that seems extremely uncomfortable. And I don't even know if you use it. And, like, you've just... And you use... In my opinion, you use the, like, actual worst pillows ever. Like, you like a flat pillow that offers no support. It's just, like, uncomfortable. And I just, like, don't get it. Well, first thing I guess I'm unaware that you wake me up sometimes but I feel like that is something I've understood that you often wake me up in the night pushing me because I'm stealing the blanket or something like that and I never remember it so the pillow part I are you even aware that you use pillows in this fashion I am aware that I use pillows in this fashion in the past but I'm not aware that that is still an occurrence. I mean, in the past, like, I pillows weren't a big part of my life. They weren't. I didn't. 
really use them um that much i mean i use them to, like sit up in bed and read but i like didn't really use them for sleeping i would usually use my arm and sleep on my stomach and i mean i think a part of this is that my mother doesn't use pillows so we just we all the pillows we had never had like any fluff in it you know so that's what i was used to I hate sleeping at your parents' house because they have the most uncomfortable... Not a single pillow in that household is comfortable. They're all, like... I don't even think they're thicker than a piece of paper. They're like, I have to double, triple up my pillows for it to be, like, actually supportive. Well, since then, like, about a year and a half ago, I got a new pillow, and it was very firm, and I've been sleeping on it pretty regularly, I think. It's not as firm as your pillow. And I still sleep on my stomach and use my arm, but my arm goes under the pillow and then I put my head on the pillow and it might slip or just in the night and I'm unaware of that. It's not like you, the pillow slips out. It's like you don't even lay the pillow down to use it. It's still like flat against the headboard like the bed has been made. That's where it's like, what are you doing? You're not even like thinking about using it. And I say this goes back to the beginning of our relationship because the first time I ever like spent the night at your house, you're laughing right now because you know what I'm about to say. But the first time I ever spent the night at your house, you or you lived in an apartment and you had a queen bed and I walk upstairs and in this queen bed, you have one pillow that is like, flat as can be the pillowcase is not the same color as your bedspread it's like obviously mix match like it's just a random pillow from somewhere and i don't even think they sell like buying pillowcases in queen bed like sheets i don't even think you can buy a singular one they always come in pairs that i know of because there's always two pillows and you invited me to spend the night and i was like i walk up there and i'm like are we gonna share a pillow like where's your pillow? am i gonna have a pillow who's using the pillow and where's the other person getting another pillow from and you offered you were like i'm just gonna use my arm and i made you go downstairs and grab a throw pillow from the couch and sleep with that like who it was so strange to see that to go upstairs and there's this queen bed with one like paper thickness sized pillow it was like appalling to me i was like um excuse me because might i add at the time i had like eight pillows on my bed and i was sleeping in a single like dorm bed so it was like just very different i don't think it's irrational to say that i was on one extreme of pillow usage, but I also think you were on the other extreme of pillow usage. Not like, it's not like you had 20 pillows on your bed, but you had like seven on like a twin bed, probably. So you're on one end of the pillow usage, the other end that I'm from, and you had about, about six, seven pillows, two big pillows, king size, and like four throw pillows maybe. And this was all on a twin dorm bed up against the wall too. So the pillows couldn't even like kind of hang off on one side a little bit. Obviously you didn't sleep with all of them. They were just to look nice. And they were because like it was a cinder block wall. And so I would have a lot of pillows so that I could like be comfortable at every angle. And I could sit up against the wall and not be like a cold wall. It was more like a couch situation at that point. How I remember your room was that there was a dorm bed pushed up between a wall and a dresser and in that corner were these six pillows and I also remember throwing a lot of these pillows on the ground to sleep in the bed. 
Well, I think that's common. I think that's what most people do. They have decorative pillows that they don't sleep with. They go on the ground and then in the morning they make their bed and then they re-put the pillows on so that it looks nice. But I will say, like, when you invited me to spend the night and I walked upstairs and I saw your bed, I literally, I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm murdered because he only has one pillow. Obviously, one of us is not sleeping tonight. I mean, it was like, what is this dude doing with his life? Like, yeah, I just thought that was crazy. And, like, you haven't gotten any better with your pillow usage. And I force you to use pillows. And and you complain. You will wake up and you'll be like, oh, my neck is so stiff. And I'm like, that's because you freaking slept with your neck at a 90-degree angle because you weren't using your pillow. Like, sometimes you do, like, leave the pillow up against the headboard and you try and use it. And I have pictures of you with your head pressed up against the headboard because you're not laying the pillow flat to use it i have pictures i'd have to see the photo evidence to believe you i'm pulling them up right now this is a picture of you sleeping on the couch but it it encapsulates the energy that i'm describing couch is a whole nother game no because it's it's a like you do the same thing and then you sleep like this okay i'm on a couch and but you sleep like that that is a couch cushion not a pillow but it's the same like i'm saying like you don't you do the exact same position sometimes in bed i haven't seen the evidence for that yet <laughs> i don't have evidence for you doing it in bed interesting i'm just seeing it with my own eyes <laughs> i don't have a problem with my pillow usage except when your back hurts i think my pillow usage is just right really not too much not too little i use pillows in moderation Okay, whatever. Moving on, what is your question that needs further explanation for me? Well, for my question, I really just want to look through a window into your mind and what you're thinking. And I I think it's a pretty common thing that some people do. I'm just not like that. And there's no judgment here. I'm just, I'm just curious. Okay. You had me concerned. I just want to know, like, when you have somewhere you need to be, why you usually wait, like, five to ten minutes. You leave, like, five to ten minutes later than you probably should. And I'm just wondering what goes through your mind in those minutes where it's counting down and you're like, probably should leave here. It's that timeline where you need to leave to be on time. And I want to know what you're thinking in those minutes leading up to that. Are you aware that that's the time that you need to leave? Or are you do you, are you not aware? And or or you just do you know that's the time you need to leave and you just you don't care? What what's your reasoning? Um, I don't think this is natural. Like some people are late people. I'm one of those people. I can't be on time to like anything to save my life. Like I'm gonna be late to my own funeral, as they say. I guess like let me try to explain myself. So for example, say I have work at nine in the morning and it's roughly 17 minutes away. So I tell myself, okay, realistically, it's a 20 minute drive because I have to park. I have to get to my car, which is right outside of our house. It's like right outside the front door, but but I have to get to it. I have to start it. I have to drive there, which is going to be 17 minutes. Then I have to park my car and then I have to walk into our office building. So that's like 20 minutes. But then I tell myself, (laughs) well, really, it's more like 15 because it's a 17 minute drive, which doesn't make any sense. But that's what I, what I tell, I'm like, well, I know realistically it's gonna take me 20 minutes to get there, but the drive is more like 15. Like actually sitting in the car driving is like more like 15. 
probably going to speed a little bit because I'm probably going to be late. So I'm probably going to speed a little bit and it'll be like a 15 minute drive. So then working up to that point. So then I wake up and I'm like, okay, I need to leave the house by 840. 8.45 at the latest. 8.40 though is what I'm shooting for. So I'll wake up at like 7 and I'll lay in bed for a little bit and I'm like, okay. And I'm like scrolling on my phone, whatever. And I'm watching how fast the time is going by. So I'm like, okay, it takes roughly this long for five minutes to pass, right? It, it takes me roughly, you know, however many scrolls, for five minutes to pass. This is how long it feels like five minutes have passed, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of gauge it with my body. So then I'm like, okay. So then to wake up, brush my teeth, eat breakfast, I have to get out of bed probably, like if, if I wake up at eight, probably by like 8.20 because it'll take me like 20 minutes to do all those things, get ready for work and leave by 8.40. And then 7.20 will happen and I'm like, well, you know, I can just rush breakfast and like brush my teeth and go and like get dressed and go. So then I'm like, so I'll give myself another five minutes of bed. And then I just slowly dwindle down until I'm like, okay, I have to get out of bed at this moment in order to make it to my car by 8.40. And I don't know what happens because I have like tuned my body. During this time, I have become very aware of my body and the time that is passing to know what it feels like for five minutes to have passed. And I don't know what happens, but when I get out of bed, time moves faster. There's no explanation other than I get out of bed and all of a sudden it's 8.40 and I have to leave. When I thought I had like 10, 15 more minutes, all of a sudden I'm getting out of bed, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking, it's already 8.45. I'm like, what has happened? Like, this is not the five minutes of time that I have just practiced, like, self-recording in bed. And then I'm, like, fumbling around, running around late, and I'll make it to work at, like, 9.05. And I really, I don't understand because this happens all the time. And it's like, I know every morning that I need to get out of bed earlier and I need to get in the car earlier, and I need to drive earlier than I am. But every time I'm like, okay, now it's time to get out of bed, and all of a sudden it's like time is doubled in speed. It's just that much faster, and I can never get out the door on time, no matter how hard I try. So then after like a period of time of trying to get out of the door faster, then I just kind of am like, well, I have to accept that I'm always going to be late. There's nothing I can do about it because I've tried. I've tr <laughs> and every time I get out of bed, it's just time. Time goes by that much faster and I don't understand it. Because five minutes in bed feels like an eternity and then getting up to brush my teeth, all of a sudden the five minutes is over. Well, that's not quite what I was expecting. I was kind of hoping to feel a bit more enlightened by now <laughs> than why you do it, but it doesn't sound like you quite understand why the time goes by so quickly. I mean, I don't mean to do it. Like, I feel bad when I'm late to work. I feel bad when I'm, you know, late to a commitment that I've made. I don't really feel as bad if it's like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends and it's like, let's get together at 3 o'clock. I'll show up at like 3.30 and nobody cares. I don't feel as bad about that. But I just like, I, and it's not like I don't try. Like, I try and I genuinely don't know how to explain it because I, and like I've talked to other people who are chronically late and they agree with me. It's like time moves at a different, you laying in bed 
not moving. Time goes by so slowly, but the second you start to do something, all of a sudden I look at the clock and it's been 15 minutes and I don't even feel like two have gone by. It's just something about like laying in bed, kind of like waking up versus like actually actively doing something. The t- like the speed at which time goes by feels so much different. And so when I lay in bed in the morning or when I lay on the couch, like say I have to go somewhere in the afternoon, if I'm laying on the couch like, oh, well, you know, I got a couple more minutes because like time feels like it's going by so slow. So once I get up and start moving, it's, you know, going to keep going by so slow, but that's not the case. It always just moves so much faster. And I don't know if it's because like all of a sudden I'm distracted and so I'm not paying attention to the time or if it's literally just like, I don't know. It, it really makes me mad though some mornings when I like try really hard to get out of the door on time and time just gets away from me and I don't know how it happens and some mornings it does make me really upset and I get mad at myself that I've tried to get out of the door and it didn't happen and somehow it was because like I didn't get out of bed on time I took too long I don't know making breakfast like I don't know I don't know where I falter but um so another question kind of related but a little bit different I know you are kind of obsessed with having with numbers that are divisible by five <laughs> this does trip me and too. and I'm wondering if when you plan um, what time you're going to leave, if you always have to leave or arrive somewhere and it'd be a multiple of five, like, would you ever leave at 9.23? Would you ever get somewhere at 9.24? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I just want to say, like, it's, I don't have OCD. The pleasure that comes with, like, having a number end in a zero or a five for me doesn't revolve around anxiety or it's not, like, a compulsory thing. I just think it's nice when it's like, oh, at 7.40, I'm going to do this thing. Or at 7.45, I'm going to do this thing. I'm never going to be like, oh, at 7.43, I have to start this task. You know what I mean? Like when I was like a kid, I think it started probably when I was in school because I'd be like, oh, I'll start my homework at 7.30. And then something would happen and it'd be like 7.37. And I'm like, well, I'll wait till 7.40 to start my homework because like, why would I start it at 7.37? And then it's like, oh, it's 7.42. I'll just start it at 7.45. Like, that's nice. I think that's kind of where it made me stem from. I don't know. But I do do that. Like, I'll be like, I'm waking up at 7 and I'm getting out of bed at 7.30. I'm never going to be like, yeah, I'm getting out of bed at 7.33 or 7.34. And if 7.30 passes, I'm like, well, 7.35. Like, it's always rounded up to the next five because it just, it sounds nicer when you're like scheduling something in your head because you're never going to be like, okay, I'm scheduling seven minutes to make myself breakfast. Like, no, I was scheduling myself 10 minutes to make myself breakfast. So then you want to start your routine on like a number that makes sense going forward. I see I really opened something here. (laughs) So one thing I'll say is like, I mean, I think no one's going to schedule something at 923. Most people, you know, they're going to round up, but or, or down. I think you might typically round down more, which is not good. <laughs> you give yourself a few less minutes than you probably need. I'm not like super late. I'm like two minutes late to something, three minutes late to something, right? Okay, you just gave face, but like if it's like class, like I don't show up 15 minutes late to class. I'll show up two minutes late to class or work. 
I don't show up 30 minutes late to work. I show up five minutes late, maybe. Yeah, I think a lot of people are prejudiced against odd numbers. I have no problem with them. And actually, I mean, I did have, not so much anymore, but especially when I was little, like have a lot of OCD obsessions around numbers and have habits revolving numbers. And then some numbers did seem evil and some seemed good. Three was a number that seemed very good though. And that is an odd number. Nine also seemed very good. Any multiple of three honestly seemed very good. I don't know why that really was. Six was always a number. Six was the only multiple of three that seemed evil, but that's because like, yeah, it's religious connotations. Um, But wait, isn't three and nine, like three, three, three is like an angelic number. I have no idea. It is. Okay. Three, three threes and three nines are angelic numbers because they're like the opposite of three sixes, which is the devil number. Yeah. I, I was this interesting because I was just reading um, The Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan, and he wrote about, you know, there were, at one time, people thought there were five planets, and they were like, that's it. We're stopping there. If you think there's more than five, you're wrong. And they were very stuck on, like, there are five, okay? And it picked up religious connotations, like, there are five planets. There cannot be more. If you think there's more, you have to explain yourself to the church. <laughs> and when they discovered the sixth planet. Um, and this is out, actually, this might have been at the same point that they were counting the sun as a planet, which is obviously not correct. But when someone discovered a sixth planet, um, there was a big upheaval. They didn't like it. Eventually, people came around to it, and six, for a very small time, became a good number <laughs> around religion and astronomy. And they were like, hey, there are, at one point, there were six moons and six planets, and they're like, there can't be anymore. That's it. We are saying this is like religiously acceptable. It sounds good. There's six of everything. That's fine. And I mean, that's how it was. And then, and of course, we discovered more. But I don't think that there's like, like when I'm doing things in fives, I, I don't think there's like any connotation behind it. I'm not like, oh, six is like a evil devil's number or like three is an angel number. Like, I, I don't think any number has any connotations. I Or like when I'm doing math or something and like something doesn't end in an, in an even number or like a five or a zero, I don't care. I, I think it's just like the pleasure of like, it's easy to count in fives it's easy to do things in fives it's easy to schedule things in fives and i have just applied that to you know more ways than just like scheduling my day but i don't i realistically don't really care that much you're making a face like i do care a lot i'm not making a face that you care a lot i don't think you do i was just when you said math i was thinking that i mean i you know all numbers are the same i mean they're not this they don't mean the same thing but you know there's no weight to any of them over others really but when i get when the answer to a problem is like three-fourths that's just that's awesome usually or like three-fourths is a great fraction in my mind i i don't know it just is pleasing to me i one half is a quarter is a third two-thirds i mean those are very i think it's just because they're common like 17 nineteenths like that's what is that yeah i agree i would say that like one third is like borderline but it, do, it is striking something that I do also think kind of plays a role into this. And that's like, it's easy to count 0, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's easy to multiply fives. 
like there's a very easy pattern to pick up on where threes does have a pattern but it's like a little bit more complicated fours like twos fours those are kind of easier again fives really easy sixes threes sevens anything where it's like harder to multiply or add there's not like an identifiable pattern i think just puts people off from using them another interesting fact i learned though from my book i think it was louis the 14th of france when they discovered there were like total 14 planets and moons together and he saw it as like a really good sign and he like invested in a lot of astronomy to discover these things when they discovered there were 14 he was like no more investment in astronomy we don't need to there's no more 14 that's it and it's a sign that i'm the best (laughs) um so he didn't invest in the astronomers to discover them or their equipment and i mean he did much later i think he got over that but for a while he didn't want the 15th one to be a bad omen on his name so that's pretty funny and i i really like that he did that i'd probably do something similar (laughs) anyway is there any last thing you'd like to say because with that i think we should wrap up this episode i think i don't know i learned a little bit more about you and your pillow habits hopefully you learned a little bit more about why i'm always late yeah i think i learned a little bit more why you're late and a bit more of why you like the number five and multiples of it if you enjoyed this podcast Please consider subscribing on YouTube or following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.